You're listening to the voice of dog. I'm Kaki, your faithful fireside companion, and today's story is I Never Wear Underwear by Alison Seib, who is a tabletop RPG writer for multiple companies and author of I Was a Gay Teenage Zombie for Deep Hearts Press, and you can find more of their stories on their webpage. Please enjoy I Never Wear Underwear by Alison Seib. I stared at the thin, small pair of panties that I held in my paws and wondered if I should buy them. I turned them this way and that, folding them over between my fingers. The act of getting into the changing room with them had felt like a huge risk all by itself, as if I'd been trying to steal them away unnoticed by the eyes of the men in the neighbouring cubicles. They definitely looked nice, I decided, perhaps a little snug. I wondered if my butt were too big for them. Of course, in a year's time... I would be able to wear them whenever I wanted. My surgery would be complete then. After that, I could wear them whenever I wanted. But then I would have to throw out all my briefs, wouldn't I? I didn't know. There's not exactly a playbook for this type of thing. I slumped down into the bench that sat at the back of the changing cubicle and looked at the mirror. The reflection of me that looked back certainly appeared male. Thin stubble on his rabbit face, long drooping ears, wearing nothing but a pair of briefs. I hadn't even intended to try on any clothes, not really, and certainly couldn't try on unpurchased undergarments. I just wanted a moment to think, to get myself accustomed to the idea of buying them. I wondered if it would be required to replace all of my underwear. I didn't own any panties yet. Everything I had in the wardrobe at home was briefs. In a way, they seemed to identify me. I either wore them or boxers. It was an expectation. Guys wore boxers or briefs. But I wasn't a guy. Lightly I tugged at the material of the undergarments, flexing them just a little. They did have a lot of give to them, I thought. The fabric felt just a little too thin against my fingers, as if it were made of something as fragile as spider's web. It seemed so strange that this one piece of clothing seemed to have so much importance. Carefully I set them down on the bench and started to remove my briefs sliding them down past my thighs and lifting each footpaw one at a time through the holes. I set them down beside the panties, leaned back and stared at them. The briefs definitely appeared larger, wider at the waist and made of more durable material. They were thicker too, I thought. Maybe they were designed to look sturdier. Maybe the bold and confident stitches were intended to give the impression of rugged masculinity. I wondered if they truly were more comfortable. For a moment, I wasn't sure. I had assumed they were, but I hadn't actually worn feminine clothing before. I had no way to tell, and... Uh, excuse me, sir. The voice, so unexpected, made me jump. Turning, I plucked up a side of the cubicle's curtain and slid my head around it, being cautious not to reveal any more of my body or the cubicle behind me. Uh, yes? I asked, nerves trembling. The young man who stood by the cubicle wore a finely pressed store uniform. He smiled at me, his canine lips giving his best impression of sincerity. Is, uh, he stuttered, is everything all right? Yes, I replied, too quickly. Yes, yes, everything's fine. Uh, why wouldn't it be? He shuffled a little, rocking on the pads of his feet. Uh, it's just, uh, we noticed you came in, he said a sly tremble of nervousness in his voice to the changing room, but, well, nobody saw you take anything in with you, and, uh... I felt a rush of fear, and became intensely aware of how naked I was. No! 
I said, my voice cracking. No, I think I forgot. I gave a weak laugh. The dog stared at me, as if fully aware that I was lying. You forgot to bring any clothes to try on? He asked, a little incredulously. My heart started to pound in my chest, growing faster. Yes, I stuttered. Oh, God, I was starting to feel sick. The dog looked to be barely into his early twenties, and I wondered what kind of authority he could have. Did he have the right to ask to look in the cubicle? I hope not. I really didn't want him to see me without clothes on. I hated my body, this strange alien thing that I walked around in, feeling like a constant stranger to me. Could he order me out of the gents' changing room? I couldn't very well use the female one. They surely wouldn't allow that. I see, he said slowly. Did you need any help then, sir? I looked down. I... I inhaled. Yes, yes, uh, I wanted to try on the blue top. Uh, the one that the mannequin over next to the sports section was wearing. He nodded, a little of his suspicion seeming to ease. Of course, sir, he replied. What size do you need? Medium, I mumbled. I just wanted to get rid of him. The dog nodded. Of course, I won't be a moment. As he moved away, I pulled the curtain shut again and heaved a sigh of relief. I waited there, catching my breath as my nerves continued to rattle like loose bones. It must have taken me almost a full minute before I looked back at the undergarments on the bench. Damn it, I thought, what had I been thinking? Whip my briefs off and let them sit side by side with the panties so I could draw a visual comparison? I flushed, my already heated cheeks burning with humiliation. Seated next to each other, the briefs and the panties seemed to be offering me two paths. Two roads, both different and mutually exclusive. One or the other but I didn't want to choose. Scooping up the briefs, I pulled them on. Shuffling them around my hips, I decided that no, I wasn't going to just go home and throw them all out. I had several pairs and I could still wear them, even after the transition was finished. The undergarments weren't like the changing rooms in this shop. I didn't need to pick one or the other. I could be a woman and still, quite comfortably, wear briefs. It didn't need to define me, not when... I paused glancing at the reflection that temporarily met my gaze in the mirror. My body, slender and awkward, seemed to stare back at me. My hands lingered before they were willing to pull my briefs all the way up, so they didn't want to conceal the proof of my physical masculinity. My eyes hung there, staring at my cock as if looking at a picture of somebody else. I felt judged, judged by that piece of flesh, just as much as I was judged by the briefs that concealed it, and the men's changing room cubicle I stood in, and the store clerk who was hurrying to fetch me a shirt. Fuck, I thought. Fuck, fuck, fuck. I let my briefs slide back into place, hoping that the sense of judgment would vanish along with the sight of the source of the thought. They didn't. Like always, it remained. Hesitantly, I picked up the pair of panties and considered maybe doing my shopping online from now on. Sir came the voice from outside. This time, I didn't want to open the curtain, not even a fraction. Balling up the undergarments in my paws, I dropped them back onto the bench. "'Sir, I have the shirt that you wanted to try,' insisted the store assistant earnestly. I sighed, tugged open the curtain a fraction, and gave him a friendly nod. "'Thank you,' I offered, reaching for the shirt. 
It was, now that I looked at it, a hideous mesh of dark blues and yellows bearing an almost offensively ugly Hawaiian motif. I'm sure it'll be lovely. With a muffled collection of gratitude, the sales assistant walked away, leaving me alone with the shirt. I paused for a moment, letting the visual static that it created burn its way into my brain. It was like a collage of blue palm trees, orange pineapples, and sunsets that looked so artificially neon that they may as well have been made of formica. And for some reason, it made me smile. I could, I thought, just purchase this awful shirt. There was nothing on it that was inherently male or female. It was a clash of tacky 80s chic, but it was strangely honest in that. Tentatively, I slipped it on. Pulling the buttons around the chest, I tried to picture if I would be able to fasten it once my breasts had finished growing. Sure enough, it fit quite easily. Slipping it from my shoulders, I folded the shirt. Already my mind had settled on buying it. It would be my tacky shirt, my ugly, funny, tasteless shirt that I could wear to the office on dress-down Fridays in order to be the talk of my co-workers. The shirt wouldn't care if I was a man or a woman. It wasn't designed with gender in mind. I think part of me loved it for that. Just before I pulled my jeans back on, I realized exactly what I wanted to do. Pausing for a moment, I rolled the idea around in my mind, examining it from every angle. Then, with a quick motion, I tugged my briefs back down, whipping them swiftly off my foot paws and dropping them to the ground beside the panties. Fastening my jeans back in place, I threw back open the curtain and strode to the checkout, my tacky ugly shirt in hand. Handing them over to the cashier, I dug around in my wallet for my credit card, as I did so, the young canine assistant scurried up beside me. "'Excuse me, sir,' he said, leaning in close to my shoulder. "'Yes?' I asked, as I slid my purchase into my bag. "'What's up?' "'I think,' he began, uh, "'you may have left your briefs in the changing room, and uh, perhaps a pair of panties, too?' I shook my head. "'Oh, I'm sorry,' I said. "'They're not mine. They were there when I went into the stall.' "'Oh,' he said. "'I see.' "'Definitely not yours, sir.' I felt a little bad for lying to the youngster, but I knew the feeling would fade by the time I'd left the store. I shook my head. Oh, "'Definitely not mine. I never wear underwear.'" This was I Never Wear Underwear by Alison Saib, read for you by Kaki, your faithful fireside companion. For more stories, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts or on the web at thevoice.dog. Thank you for listening to The Voice of Dog.